You're listening to the Get Palliative Care podcast, which shares real-life stories of people living with serious illnesses. Here, we dive into how palliative care has helped them regain their quality of life. Today, we have Rayanne's palliative care story. Rayanne is a mother of twins and runs a nonprofit called Kids in Seats. She was living her normal, everyday life when she discovered a lump in her neck, which turned out to be stage 4 head and neck cancer. Upon completing several rounds of chemotherapy and dozens of radiation treatments, she was referred to a palliative care team to address the various physical symptoms of the disease and the treatment side effects. Rayanne has been cancer-free for two and a half years and wants everyone to know that palliative care changed her life. Now, let's hear her story. It was late August. Um, I was at a Pearl Jam concert with my friends. Um, I went to take a selfie. I felt like I was getting a sunburn, so I asked my best friend for sunblock. I pried it on my neck, or pried it on my face, went down to my neck, and there it was. There was a lump on the side of my neck. We were supposed to stay for the next night. We went home immediately. I just we knew something was not right. Um, I had no signs and symptoms, though. I had no symptoms of being sick. I felt fine. I just all of a sudden had this thing in my neck. Um, the next couple of weeks, I went from appointment to appointment trying to figure out what was going on. I was sent for, you know, do I strep throat at urgent care? Um, I went for a panoramic view at my dentist to see if it wasn't something dental. I was seen by multiple practitioners. Rayanne ended up going to several doctors before finding out the cause of the lump in her neck. As I was going from doctor to doctor, trying to figure out what was going on, this thing on the side of my neck just continued to grow. It went from the size of probably what felt like a pea to what then became probably about two and a half inches that, um, from underneath my earlobe down to the middle of my neck. Prior to receiving the cancer diagnosis, Rayanne was enjoying life with her college-aged twins and running her nonprofit. Rayanne finished her treatment and went home to recover. So I had gone through the normal chemo, which was um, three rounds of heavy-duty chemo and then um, 35 radiation treatments on my throat. Um, after that was all done, I was bald and burnt and just wiped from treatment, had a feeding tube in. They sent me home and they said, all right, Ryan, go home and marinate. This is April. Go home and marinate. We're going to see you in July for a PET scan. And I was just like, what? You go from being at the hospital three, four times a week to now go home for three months. So I went home, I slept a lot couldn't eat, was feeding from a feeding tube. About two weeks into just kind of being home, I got a call from Eve Easton. She's the nurse of palliative care, scheduling an appointment. At that point, I uh, I knew nothing of palliative care. One of the important roles of palliative care is to focus on the relief of symptoms and stress of a serious illness. The goal is to improve quality of life for both the patient and the family. In Rayanne's case, Palliative care also added a human touch to the treatment process and recovery. They were there when treatment was finished, and now we were waiting to see if it all worked. You can't do a PET scan for three months because everything that was been treated comes up as the term they used was hot. 
so there is a waiting time where you have to, you know, you just have to let it all work before they can rescan you to see if it's still there. Palliative care came in and provided me with just with monitoring that I needed, um, peace of mind that there was somebody there, that if I had a question, uh, my phone calls would be returned in a matter of like 15 minutes if I needed them. I was having a hard time with the feeding tube. I was having a really hard time taking in any kind of nourishment. They walked us through that. They got me through that point. They got my family through that point, which was uber important because at that point, I wasn't even advocating for myself. It was actually my sister who was doing a lot of that. So they worked so intensely with, with her. Rayanne was learning how much palliative care was going to be able to help her and how it's an extra layer of support in addition to her cancer treatment team. They monitored uh, all like the, the side effects from the chemo. Like, why were my feet and fingers tingling? Why, when I bent my neck, was I feeling like electric shocks? All from treatment all normal, but they allowed me to find some remedy. They played around with some different medications. They took me off some medications. They added the medication until it was fixed. It was a different kind of interaction where, you know, the radiation oncologist and the regular oncologist and that whole team, they're, they're there to fix the cancer and like to kill the cancer to get me better. So our interactions were quick. They were very methodical. They were very laboratory to, you know, it, there was some how I'm doing, but it was, it was how are the meds working? Palliative care, I, I remember when Dr. Scarborough first met me, she came in and she sat down. And I, 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 my first appointment was probably over an hour, just really talking about how I was feeling, what was going on. There was a lot of concern about like how, not only how I was doing physically, but how I was doing emotionally, helping me guide through that. They connected me. Well, they made suggestions with the with the right type of therapy that mental health therapy that I should be out there getting, um, and very open that it was you know that this is normal and really uh, really allowed me to feel as if what I was going through was normal and that there was an end in sight. While the patient is at the center of palliative care, the family can be equally important and should be part of the conversation. I always had someone with me. I, I had care 24-7 at that point. So anybody who was with me at my appointments, whether it would be my kids, my sister, friends, but primarily my family, they made it perfectly clear to them that they were as available to them as they were to me. So if I was sleeping too much or not sleeping enough, if I was not eating enough, that they could reach out. Any questions that they had would be answered as well. Rayanne says that she would highly recommend palliative care to anyone living with serious illness. For Rayanne, the three most important things about her palliative care experience were... I would say, one, the continued connection to the treatment facility. Second would be the ability to have the resources that they made available to me. So it was the side effect... The, the symptoms of different side effects from the different drugs that I was given and the different radiation treatments I was given, that was huge. Monitoring my day-to-day -day life after the treatment and while we were waiting for the next scan. And then the humanistic piece of it, just somebody, you know, connecting and saying, you know, how are you? What's going on? How are you feeling? What's right? And, you know, what, what I loved about it is that Eve would ask me when I spoke to her on the phone, 
what's feeling good today? It wasn't always negative. It was a lot of positives. What's feeling good today? That's usually how we'd start. So it was, it was always very positively framed. She had some advice regarding palliative care for other patients. I think I would share with other patients that it is the most valuable part of treatment because it enabled me to feel as if I was going to feel better again. Um, that was my experience with palliative care, that there was an opportunity and a team of caregivers that were going to make sure that the, my next step in my cancer journey was smooth. To find out more about how you or a loved one can benefit from palliative care, visit getpalliativecare.org. This episode was narrated by Nick Ciavada and produced by Melissa Barron, Lisa Morgan, and Nick Ciavada.